We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Wednesday, April the 26th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. Appreciate you all tuning in. I see Justin Lankford, John Edward, Bruin Nation, Xavier, Will Hall, Travi, Cody Gaskins, GA. What's going on? Also, those who are in the Big Cock Club Discord. Remember the TDC questions channel. The TDC questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. We are live, rock and rolling. Taking your questions, comments, calls 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Wednesday. Of course, guys, as always, guys, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go down the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 Dollars, guys, you can play literally anything and everything, college sports, pro sports, you name it, they've got it over at Price Picks. So many fans and listeners of the Daily Crow have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show Sent you guys. Also, be sure to get your questions, comments, calls in today because this is the last Daily Crow until next Friday. Till next Friday. So over a week without TDC, right? Tomorrow and Friday, we'll be on the road. We'll be on the road to Myrtle Beach and we'll be in Myrtle Beach uh, enjoying the Myrtle Beach Gamecocks and everything Myrtle Beach has to offer. And then Saturday, we are departing on a cruise. So I'll be out of town till next Thursday. So we will not have TDC tomorrow, Friday, or up until Friday of next week. So going to be a bit of a hiatus from TDC. So anything you got to say, anything you want to get out there, today's the day to do it. 843-790-3377. Yes, John Edward. Let's go ahead and get in your questions. Yes, Auburn with the worst ERA in the conference. Worst ERA in the conference. Um, yeah, should be a fun weekend for the Yardcocks. I've actually already recorded the podcast for tomorrow. Already locked in my prediction. You guys will have to wait until tomorrow for that. 
But I think it'll be a fun weekend for South Carolina, no doubt. I mean, again, you look at Auburn. I actually talked to – so our guy, AUPPL, he's the one that does all of the series graphics for me. He is an Auburn fan, if you didn't know that. And I asked him, I said, what is Auburn's weekend rotation? I was like, I got Tommy Vale on Friday, and I got no clue. was trying to put notes together for the show. He said, your guess is as good as mine. It will probably be Vale, Christian Herberholz, and then lots of prayers on Sunday. That is coming directly from an Auburn fan. So they, they have been abysmal. Their SEC ERA is even worse. It's over seven. It's the worst in the SEC. So uh, you would certainly think South Carolina should have a field day swinging the sticks, especially at home, especially at home. Madison, I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, my guy Bruin Nation says, what TDC from the Atlantic sounds great. Bruin Nation, I do have internet in the room, but I got to be honest, Bruin Nation. I love you, but two hours of TDC while I'm on a cruise ship, my man. I think my family would get pissed at me. They'd be like, all right, seriously, come enjoy this with us, right? So I'm doing the podcast. I'm going to do the podcast from the cruise ship, which I'm very excited about. But uh, can't swing TDC, Bruin Nation. Also, I don't trust the internet on the ship. I really don't. To, 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 to do the live streaming and all that, I, I just do not trust that setup. Would be cool, but I don't trust the setup. So, uh, sorry. You got to wait, Bruin Nation. Braddock, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in. Travi says, we just need to stay locked and loaded. Don't take any of those SEC teams for granted. Yeah, Travi, that's, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil this for you. You know, I, I talk every, every series, my key player of the weekend. Well, here's a bit of a curveball for you. My key player of the weekend is not a player at all. My key Gamecock of the weekend is Mark Kingston. And the reason is keeping this team locked in and keeping this team focused on the task at hand. Listen, last weekend was great, right? An emotional series victory. Number three, Florida comes to town. Rowdy Roosters are out and about, fired up, if you will. And you get the series sweep, right? It was reflected in your play, how excited you were and locked in you were to take down Florida. Now, can you take that intensity and that energy you had and carry it into this weekend. Auburn's not as flashy an opponent as Florida. They're not ranked number three in the country. They're not ranked at all, right? And you're expected to win this weekend. Everybody's expecting you to get a sweep. It's like, well, no doubt we're going to sweep Auburn. Mark Kingston, his number one job this week and going in the weekend is to keep this team locked in, keep them focused, right? This is a ball club having a lot of fun right now. You're seeing the David Cromer stuff in postgame with the bodyguard thing. You see how this team acts on the field in the dugout and in the clubhouse. This team's having a blast. It's all about maintaining that focus because if you let off the gas for even a second, any team in this conference can beat you. I don't care if it's Auburn with the worst ERA in the SEC. I don't care who it is. Any team can beat you. If this team brings that intensity it had last week in hell, nobody is going to beat them. Nobody's going to beat them. But it's about bringing that intensity, not letting the Maybe some of the comfort set in of, oh, you know, we're we're this good. We've earned it. Let's start patting ourselves on the back. Let's start reading our press clippings and looking at social media. And everybody's talking about how good we are. Now we're a top five team. Not letting that creep in. This team stays locked in and stays focused. It's going to be a really fun weekend, all three games. But if you let off and you have a lapse in concentration, even for just a second, a team like Auburn can beat you. So, my key Gamecock is Mark Kingston because it'll be on him and his job to keep this team and remind this team of that, but keep them locked in, keep them focused. And again, if you do that, it will be a very fun weekend at the yard. So there's nobody that's going to argue. I mean, listen, on paper, South Carolina should wax Auburn. All three games, they should wax them. But baseball is a funny game, and it doesn't always work out that way, especially if you even for a moment 
take your opponent lightly. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Hey, we should all expect to beat Auburn. No question. I mean, Auburn's not very good. You should absolutely expect to beat Auburn. So, stay hungry. Yeah, the job's not finished yet, Trevi. Indeed, the job's not finished, right? SEC, you know, first place in the SEC East is on the line. Don't let it slip. Don't let it slip. So, uh, John Edwards says, Cassin should be back. Are you saying that or is Mark Kingston saying that? That's my question. I haven't seen anything from, I would assume Kingston's probably speaking to the media right now. Uh, I have not seen anything, though. Let's see. GA, thank you, sir. Thank you for the love, my guy. Thank you for the love, man. Going to be a good time. I can't wait for the cruise. I got to be honest with you. Can't wait for the cruise. Going to be a blast. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Guys, hey, do not forget, tomorrow night, we close out the TSUS Spring Tour. Calling on my Myrtle Beach Gamecocks. Very excited to hang out with you all. It has been way too long since I've been to the Myrtle Beach location. I've been to Myrtle Beach in general. Uh, again, of course, at this time tomorrow, we'll be on the road. I will, guys, there's no TDC, but I will be joining inside the Gamecocks tomorrow at noon, by the way, from the car. So I just wanted to let you all know that will still be taking place. Excited to chat with those guys, as always. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Closing out the tour in style. Beautiful Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We'll have all the merchandise for sale, of course, on hand. Uh, we'll do our Q&A session as normal. There's no game, right? So this is going to be more of a traditional tour event. But at 8 o'clock, the NFL draft will begin. So we can all watch that together, of course. Should be a lot of fun. Who is your favorite team going to pick? Unfortunately, I don't think there will be any Gamecock selected in the first round. But uh, still, should be a lot of fun. We're hearing a lot of talk about uh, Anthony Richardson and, and Bryce Young and Will Levis and where they're picked and what have you. So going to be a blast. Going to be a good time. And uh, looking forward to tomorrow night in Myrtle Beach. Uh, looking forward to a fun weekend as well. Going to be a blast hanging out with you all. And, uh, yeah, excited for it. Uh, my guy, Gray, texts in, how do you think we finish in a three-game series with Wake? I think the Gamecocks would take two of three. I do. <clears throat> I would trust South Carolina's pitching to get the best of Wake or to at least hold them down. But, dude, that'd be a fun series. That would be a very fun series when you just think about the, the talent on both sides and the lineups. I mean, that would be a blast. Uh, guys, we got Mark Ryan coming on the show in five minutes. If you got any questions for Mark, line them up, and I will get them over to Mark Ryan. Looking forward to it. Uh, we've officially entered, guys, I'll tell you this. We've officially entered the, you know, I used to think there was football season, there was baseball season, there was basketball season, there was this season. That, I've learned doing this, guys, there's two seasons. There are only two seasons. There's football season and there's the off season. And that's sad to say, but even no matter if you're top five baseball team, for some people, it's either it's football or it's not football. That's pretty much it. So in regards to top storylines and things happening, there's not a ton, I think, that's, you know, not baseball related. For baseball diehards like myself and a lot of you all tuned in, there's still a ton going on. But on the football side of things, of course, things have slowed down just a bit. But really excited to chat with Mark Ryan. Of course, looking forward to the conversation. Something always comes up. I know Mark and, and Diesel, yesterday they had their, uh, they, they did something pros and cons of uh, the, the personalities of each of the state's coaches, if you will. So, apparently Mark and Diesel tried out 
the coffee and mayonnaise concoction that Will Levis has made popular. And, uh, God, I, I'm not envious of them at all because that sounds disgusting. That sounds gross. It sounds gross. Call it for what it is. That sounds gross. So, guys, you know, we'll, we'll have this combo with Mark Ryan, but I, I want to ask you this. So, Mark Ryan and Diesel, of course, they, they talked about positives and negatives or worst and best personality traits of both Dabo Sweeney and Shane Beamer. And, and, I, and I do agree with something that Mark said. I don't know that either fan base is really objective enough to take part because both fan bases, you know, it's funny, guys. I mean, I, people give... People give Clem Sucks fans crap, and I'm not saying that it's not warranted to a degree, to a large degree. Um, I'm not saying it's not warranted to a large to a large degree. But we give Clem Sucks fans crap because of the way they talk about Dabo Sweeney and they kiss the ground he walks on and they worship him and, they, and, and it's like cultish. I mean, Gamecock fans love Shane Beamer, dude. Let, let's, let's not... I mean, I, I feel like we're somewhat casting stones from a glass house. And I love Shane Beamer too. But, I mean, I, I just said something as simple yesterday as I'm excited to see how Shane Beamer's relationship with the media evolves. Because, you know, he, he's had some, some tense moments with the media. Let's just leave it at that. And, dude, some people, not, not many, but you would have thought some people, you would have thought I was talking trash about Beamer and dragging his name through the mud. It's it just not even remotely, not even remotely the case. So, you know, I, I, I don't think it's a con- – I think the biggest thing, it's just a conversation that nobody wants to have because nobody wants to say even one bad word or one even critical word about their head coach. But again, that is why I enjoy conversations with Mark Ryan because he doesn't give a damn. Like, And he's, it, it makes electricity for content. And uh, yeah, so I'm sure Mark will bring more of it today. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Mm, Brandon Ward with the draft coming up. Who's everybody's biggest number one draft bust? Mine's Baker. Baker who, Brandon? Maybe I'm not familiar with everybody going to the draft. Um, let's see. What is the latest? Who? Let's see. The latest NFL mock draft. Let's see. Uh, and so they got Anthony Richardson going the fifth overall pick to Seattle. Does Seattle need a quarterback? I guys, I'm, I trust me, I'm not an NFL guy. Don't they have Geno Smith? Brandon Ward, Baker. Oh, you're saying who's the number one draft bust like ever? I thought you meant this draft. My bad. You saying Baker Mayfield ever the biggest draft bust? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, dude, I think there are draft busts that are much bigger than Baker Mayfield. I mean, there's guys that have been drafted first round and weren't even in the league anymore. So, I think there are definitely bigger busts than that. Uh, guys, in case you missed it, the first action from the transfer portal, the first action from the transfer portal has taken place for South Carolina. Unfortunately, it's not an addition, an addition, it's a departure as defensive lineman Demetrius Watson has into the portal. And Demetrius Watson uh, did not appear in any sort of games last year. I think he was on the scout team. Uh, 6'3", 285 defensive lineman from Charleston, South Carolina, Fort Dorchester High School. He was the 15th best player in the state by rivals 
in the 2022, right? That would have been the 22 signing class, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. So the 22 class, uh, again, was a true freshman last year, worked with the scout team, did not appear in any games. He did take a red shirt in that season. Again, guys, Mark Ryan going to join us here shortly. I'm sure he'll have some thoughts on the NFL draft and where Anthony Richardson will be going. So, Travis says, enjoy the trip. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Again, this is the last TDC until next Friday, which is going to be weird, right? No TDC for quite a while. The podcast, though, will drop Monday and Thursday of next week as normal. Looking forward to it. There'll probably be no guest interview Thursday just, got, just because, guys, I don't really, I don't really know that I have time <laughs> to get a guest interview in there. But uh, the podcast, of course, like I said, it will drop as normal. Looking forward to recording a podcast from a cruise ship. Again, that's something I've never done. So looking forward to it. That should be a lot of fun. Jacob E says Richardson has the biggest upside of any quarterback in the draft, but he has raw talent and will need lots of time to develop. For sure, Lynn Turner, Johnny Football was a much bigger bust. That is very true. That is very, very true. Very, very, very true. Lynn Turner says they're cola, cola journalists who enjoy throwing shade at the Gamecocks. I have never understood why. My guy Gray texts in, how do I join the Big Cock Club? So it's patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. Or if you go to any of our social medias and you click our social media pages and you click the link tree, our link in bio, you will see Big Cock Club. I think it's like the third link down. So... Pretty easy, pretty simple. Uh, Madison says, y'all have a high audience waiting on your return. Yeah, I mean, I'll be excited, Madison, to get back after it. You know, I, I feel like, though, if there was ever a time to take a week off in the TDC or take a week off from TDC, if you will, uh, you know, this would be it, right? We're, we're end of May, or excuse me, end of April, beginning of May. Uh, you know, we're not in the, in the postseason of baseball yet. Football's behind us. By the way, guys, on that note, I do want to highlight this. This is a shameless plug. Morning, uh, hope. Welcome to the off season. Hope springs eternal. I'll talk about that more in a little bit. But uh, one of my favorite pieces I've ever written. Uh, would definitely suggest you guys check it out. That being said, okay, he joins us every single Wednesday around this time. Looking forward to chatting with him as always. Of course, Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate and host of All Sides of Mark Ryan that airs every single day, three to seven on the Fan Upstate. Mark, what's going on, my friend? Appreciate you taking the time. Chris Phillips, Spurs Up Show crowd, what is good? Can I get an amen? Amen, my friend. The draft is yeah. in the offing. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, I was just looking at that, the mock draft. It looks like uh, the latest mock draft I've seen, Anthony Richardson going to be the fifth overall pick for the Seattle Seahawks. That sound about right to you? Um, look, Chris, who knows? Who knows? I know that uh, when he was asked about his visits, Anthony Richardson said Seattle was special. You know, he is a Pete Carroll kind of guy. Pete Carroll drafts the DK Metcalf types, the real athletic freak types, mm -hmm. and then they develop them. But brother, is that ever a project? That guy is more raw than sushi. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that Gamecock fans were very impressed by what they saw from Anthony Richardson. I heard they were impressed 38 times. Uh, in that in that game, you know what I mean, by, by Anthony Richardson. As for me, barely beat USF, uh, lost to Vanderbilt. Three quarterbacks in the history of the NFL's first round were drafted in the first round with a lower completion percentage in college 
than Anthony Richardson. Those guys were Ryan Leaf, Kyle Bowler, and Jake Locker. How did that work out? So, look, man, he's got the tools. But if you want to bid your future on the outlier, everyone's, oh, Josh Allen made it. Yeah, brother, that's the outlier. You want to live on the outlier? You want to risk on the outlier? Or do you want to risk on the rule? So we'll see, my brother. We'll see. I know Seattle likes him, though. Could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I just know if I'm an NFL GM, I don't know that I'm rolling the dice and investing that kind of money in a project. That's, I guess that's probably where fans also will come back and, and say as well. You know, Mark, one of the reasons, obviously, one of the many reasons I love having you on the show, man, is you, we've talked about this before. <clears throat> when I say the beauty is in the banter, and I run towards the the uncomfortable conversation. And you do the same. So I thought your segment yesterday, which I listened to on Dabo Sweeney and Shane Beamer, was fascinating because I agree with you. I don't think either fan base is objective enough to do it because it's 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 one of those <laughs> things that even no seriously, I, I think it's one of those things. We got very even, little response, Chris. We got even. Like, it, was, it was. Let me tell you this, man. Right, right. You, it was that rare <clears throat> post where, like, the interaction and the comments are mm-hmm. very small. Mm-hmm. The texts that came in were very small, but then you look at the engagement number; it's very high. So yeah. in other words, everybody's listening to it. Nobody's responding to it. And I'll tell you something that's really unique about this state uh, compared to others that I've lived in, uh, worked and lived in Florida, in Georgia, in Texas, right? Um, there, you know, people are willing to put their name on it. It doesn't feel like you're sh- turning your back on your family mm-hmm. to have an honest, objective conversation about your program. Here, it's like nobody publicly wants their name attached to anything critical or constructive even about their, about their team and about their school. Isn't that fascinating? Like, they want to hear it. They want to hear it. But they don't want to take part in it themselves. Yeah. I mean, I, I've learned that, Mark, doing what I do, is that college fans, and I had to learn this, I would say, kind of the hard way or just firsthand early on, that – it feels like there's many things you can say in a pro sports market about specific players, especially, and coaches, that it doesn't fly in a college market. Because, and I think the reason, and I pinpointed the reason I believe, is because, especially for alumni, it's so much more personal. When you talk about the coach, it's like you're talking about your uncle. When you're talking about the players, it's like you're talking about their kids. I mean, it truly. Why, though? It's, why? I, I don't know. Why I don't know. That? And it's why I've always said, Mark, and I, you might, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Maybe I have off the record, but I think one of my greatest assets is that I'm not an alumni of the University of South Carolina. And I can just see it so black. I don't have this, this personal tie and connection that clouds my vision of what things are. And that's a blessing. I mean, truly, I'm grateful for that. You know what I mean? I think everything happens for a reason. But I, I, I just, I saw that, and to your point, Mark, by the way, that, that tweet, not to spend the entire segment talking about this, but 19.1 thousand views. I mean, I quote tweeted it, and normally when I quote tweet something that I think is, I won't say that's controversial, but it's something that certainly I think people, I've seen people take things personal that were much, much less controversial at all, and it only had like one or two replies. So to your point, I think a lot of people, it was like almost like who's going to speak first type of deal. Yeah. And nobody wanted to be that guy. But, yeah. you know, to, to your point. They're not surprised it, that you and I would do that, right. Chris. They're not surprised no, that at no. all. But, but for, those, for those tuning in, what we did on the show was we listed uh, the positive and negative personality traits of Dabo and Shane Beamer. Mm-hmm. And on Dabo, obviously, the, positive is, the positives are he is the genuine article. 
He is who he portrays himself to be. He is fiercely loyal uh, to his teams. He's a God-fearing man. Um, the best compliment you could give anybody in life is that they're a good person. And Dabo is very much a, a good person. That's the best compliment you could give him. The, the negative personality traits for Dabo are that he's way too stuck in his ways, can be a little bit belligerent, a little bit ornery, um, and he's been kind of unwilling to adapt on some things. Uh, Shane Beamer is destroying Dabo on social media, right? Dabo's got that one video, Hickory Dickory Doc, right? And that's, that's really it from Dabo. Uh, and Shane Beamer is connecting with the kids where the kids are. You know, it's an old sales tactic, Chris. Fish where the fish are, right? Beamer is fishing where the fish are. Dabo is not. He's all over social media. Beamer's positive character attributes are that he's confident. He's got a magnetic personality. People gravitate toward him. The enthusiasm, the engaging qualities that he has are through the roof, right? He is uh, really good for the most part with recruits on social media. The negative attributes about Shane Beamer, as we said, he can be immature and hot-headed. Rumor has it I may have experienced that directly. Um, but, um, you know, like those, th th there, are, there are, you know, like that, that those, are, those are our knocks, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not, oh, my God, who are you to say this about our coach? Everybody's got positive and negative personality traits. Well, except me. But uh, I'm just kidding. No, everybody's got positive and negative personality traits, Chris. So, like, I don't understand why talking about them is taboo. And the numbers we've seen, Chris, is just like, whoa, very little replies, very few likes, tons of engagement numbers. You know what I mean? So, like, people are clicking on it. People are listening to it. People want to hear what, what, what is said here. Um, but... They don't want to stick their neck out themselves, which, again, is something, Chris, that is foreign to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know why someone would be, like, afraid to stick their neck out and, and say that. I had a guy, Chris, when I was leaving the Palmetto Bowl this year um, at Clemson. I had a Clemson fan come up to me and said, Mark Ryan, is that you? Yes, sir. How you doing? Because, man, I'm pissed. Dabo should be fired. And I said, really? You're willing to say that after one loss? He goes, yeah, I've had it, man. No transfer portal. Recruiting is slipping. Dabo should be fired. And I said, what's your name, man? I'll make sure I, I credit you with that on the show. He goes, no, man, I'm good. And he goes, how about just your first name? No, man, I'm good. You know? So, like, <laughs> what? What? Like, where I come from. And that, and that, Mark, that Mark is Twitter in a nutshell. That's what that is. Yeah. What are in a nutshell? You put your name on it. You put your name on it. Like, why is that so hard to do? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, and I'll say this, Mark, because one of the reasons I love having you on and I love our conversation, I don't agree with everything you say. I want to go on record and say that. I feel like some people, for some reason, they, they have this misconception. What? They have this misconception what? that I do. So, I'm hearing this for the first time. I don't know right, how to process right, this. Right, right, right. It's, it's wild how there's some people that think I just agree with everything you say and, I, you know, whatever. So, like, I think immature is a little harsh. But I did say, when I quote tweeted you guys, I, I'm excited to see, and your media, and I don't put myself in the media box, but sure, throw me in there. But I'm not even talking about myself. But I am intrigued to see how Beamer's relationship with the media evolved right because we have seen him get snappy 
we have seen him be short-tempered. We've seen the find some joy, which is Shane Beamer's version of pipe down slap dig. That's just what that is. We've seen the find some joy. We've seen him go after beat writers after the Dowell Loggins hire. We've, we, I've, I've seen it all. And I'm, you know, I think, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Mark. I think Shane Beamer is the perfect fit. Like it's a perfect marriage. Because as I told you when he asked me what food would describe the Gamecocks fan base, and I said a spicy margarita and the hottest barbecue you've well, ever you had. Well, you told me, let, let, let's bring them in. You said yeah. Carolina's not exactly the wine and cheese crowd. No, they're not. And it just got, it yeah. just got me thinking. I'm like, yeah. okay, <laughs> wine and cheese crowd yeah. is like the corporate suites at NFL games. Yeah. You know, like that's the wine and cheese crowd. The Pac-12 college football fans. Right. The crowd at USC in, in Los Angeles is kind of a wine and cheese crowd. So if South Carolina is the opposite of that, what foods would the Gamecocks be? And yeah. what did you tell me, Philip? I said spicy margarita and the hottest barbecue you ever had. A lot of people were commenting like a bush light or natty. I'm like, no, no, no. It's got to have more of a kick than that, my guy. South Carolina fans are definitely hard liquor. There's no question. There's no Dude, question. Beamer so. is you could not have a more perfect fit for the school what the school needed what the school wanted a personality fit uh people forget chris that beamer has smacked his own fan base around a little bit too you know like nobody mm -hmm. mentions the quote anymore where he which is one of my favorite beamer clips he's like i'm tired of everyone walking around here expecting something bad to happen like we got to get rid of that man there's like a black cloud around here you know and he is speaking to the in, in, inferiority complex inherent in every Gamecock fan. You know, when I asked my boss, who is a Gamecock fan, to describe the Gamecock fan base, he says, they've been kicked a lot. You know what I'm saying? So he is the perfect guy to collectively get Gamecocks' heads out of their asses. You know, look outside. This, it's so, the future's so bright, you need shades. And start, you know, stop waiting for the other shoe to drop around here. And his attitude, his chippiness fits with the fan base. Right. Now, Chris, I didn't say he goes around in his day-to-day -day life as an immature person. I said he can be immature, right? Um, he can be immature and he can be hot-headed. Um, and we've seen that. I've seen that. Other people have seen that, right? I'm not the only one who's seen that. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, but, I, I was just—he's got that. I was just going to say not to cut you off, but he—he's got that edge and that chip on his shoulder that this entire fan base carries. That's—that's that's why oh, I think yeah. Beamer. Oh, yeah. Beamer literally is a reflection of the Gamecocks fan base. But to your point, he's also fighting. And I think we just lost Mark there for a second. Did we lose Mark? Is that on me? Is that on Mark? Here we go. All right, there he is. Mark, we got you back. Mark, I for some reason cannot hear you. It's probably on my end. It's probably hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick you and jump back in, Mark. Kick you and jump back in. I'm gonna refresh my side. Okay. Okay. It was probably on my end. We'll just get Mark back in here in just a second. Having a good conversation. Always fun talking Shane Beamer. Always fun. Also, yes, I'm gonna give Mark Ryan shit about the Florida series. <clears throat> I'm going to give Mark Ryan shit about Florida. Just give me two seconds when we move into baseball. All right. All right, beauty. We got you back. Can Sorry. you hear me? 
Yeah, that was probably on my end. I apologize. You know, you know what, Chris? It's weird. Do I, does everyone else get cut off when their phone rings? Like I was getting a call. Oh, was and, that it? Okay. And if, when I got a call, it kicked me. If there's something mm-hmm. I can do in settings to turn that off, uh, I maybe will. maybe do not disturb on the phone. That's about all I all I could think of. But you're good. You're good. All good. No biggie. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. Look, um, <clears throat> I, I think uh, I think it's there's so much to be excited about there. You know, there's so much to be excited about. The last point I'll make. All the positives about Beamer are known, right? The engaging personality, drumming up interest, energy. He is confident. He's, he's magnetic. He's connecting. He's building a pipeline from D.C., right? Um, when, when he and I had our, uh, our tiff about Garrett Riley, um, you know, when I said, I don't see other elite coaches doing that, Chris, I meant that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't see that, you know? Um, when I had a take, Chris, about the Carolina Panthers and that I wasn't supposed to know that they weren't going to hire Steve Wilkes as their next head coach, the Carolina Panthers didn't blast me for coming out with something they didn't want people to know. What they did do is they had representatives from their <clears throat> franchise reach out to me and say, Mark, we invite you to reach out to us the next time you get a scoop like this. And that's the kind of communication, Chris, that I would have appreciated. Hey, Mark, I know, you know, you have sourcing about this. I'd like to have a conversation as opposed to just scorched earth, right? Like I am going to, I'm going to be a big bully and I'm going to send all my minions after you. You know, I would have appreciated a man-to-man conversation if that bothered me because I'm willing to have that just like I'm, I'm having that with you. And that's, that's what I'll say about that. Like the, the answer to, um, you know, the answer to debate or strife or, um, you know, somebody saying something that you wish they didn't is not to tr- throw down fire and brimstone is it's to it's to have a conversation about it, is to, quote unquote, be a man. And that's what I wish happened about the Garrett Riley thing back in uh, back in January. Mm-hmm. But Chris, I got a lot mm-hmm. of stuff about the draft to share with you today. Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm ready? ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. OK, absolutely. OK. Total players drafted in the in the NFL draft. Okay, mm. Clemson two hundred and sixty eight, South Carolina two hundred and twelve. Not bad, right? Not bad. Current players in the NFL: Clemson thirty seven, South Carolina twenty seven. In terms of ranking, Clemson is tenth, and South Carolina is tied for twentieth with some good company: Florida State and and USC and Southern uh, California. Right. So tied for 10th, tied for 20th. Here's where Beamer really needs to close the gap. Players expected to be drafted this weekend. Clemson 6, South Carolina 2. Two players scheduled to be drafted. Mm-hmm. Chris, the more that you do, d- do some digging into last year's Gamecock team, the more it seems like a bloody miracle that Beamer was able to pull off what he did, right? Only team in the country ranked worse than 100th, not even in the top 100 in rush offense and rush defense. There's projected to be two players drafted from this team. What? So who of the the three, I wonder, are they expecting to not get drafted? Because I I thought, I mean, Cam Smith's a no-brainer. From what I've heard, Darius Rush is probably a third round. Are they saying Zach Pickens won't go? I mean, I, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't looked at like all of the mock yeah, no, so it's, it's I'm just two, genuinely curious. It's, it's, it's what I've seen, Chris, it's two, maybe three. Okay. 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 So Th- those are the three, three. If there, if there are three, those would be the three. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I have Zach Pickens as a guy to be drafted. And at least uh, a month ago, Darius Rush was lower on the was lower on the boards, but he could be. Whether it's yeah. two or three, right, Chris, right. The point. Whether states, it's right. two or three, if you got two or three players drafted, okay, um, and you uh, and and on top of that, you don't have a top one hundred rush offense. You don't have a top one hundred rush defense. You won at Clemson. You beat Tennessee with that. You know, like that's. I mean, it's if if Beamer can do if Beamer can make chicken salad out of that. Imagine what he can do when he actually has chicken salad ingredients. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, we got a lot of time left, obviously, Mark, before the season. I mean, it's never too early to talk ball. But it is it is fascinating when you – and why I think, again, it's so important to establish that floor, if you will, of eight wins. And we've agreed that that would be a success if you can match last year's win total uh, at eight wins. Mark, I mean, I, I have to – you know, we've gone too far in the show without me saying, how did uh, how did last weekend taste, the uh, the South Carolina Florida series? Everybody wants me to ask you. I, I have it to throw that It tasted a lot there. like uh, Will Levis's coffee with mayonnaise, Chris. <laughs> I saw that say, you did that. How was it? How was the experience, by dude, the way? Dude, uh, that is the worst-tasting thing I have ever had in my life. And all I can tell you, Chris, is in, in case you guys are wondering, Will Levis – is projected right now to go second in the draft to the Houston Texans. Um, my guy, John McClain, formerly of the Houston Chronicle, now of Gallery Sports, said that uh, in his final mock, he's got Will Levis going to the Houston Texans, number two. Will Levis is famous for taking bathroom selfies. Um, and he's famous for eating a banana with the skin on it and putting mayonnaise in his coffee. And I. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I was wondering, Chris, if this was just a stunt or if, like, the slight egg flavor, you know, works with the coffee or whatever. Dude, there is no way in God's green earth that guy does that. Okay? If you guys haven't seen the video, I've got it on my timeline right now. It's one of my most recent tweets. My producer, Diesel, and I, we did the Will Levis coffee with mayonnaise yesterday. There is not a single redeeming quality of that concoction, which ironically is how some of your audience feels about me. But there's not a single (laughs) redeeming quality there, Chris. There's not a single redeeming quality. My stomach still feels queasy from having ingested that yesterday. Okay, it is so there's no way that dude drinks that. I'm, I'm not buying it. I, I will say, Mark, my my lone experience, and I and I like mayonnaise, right? Like on a sub, on a sandwich, whatever. But my oh, yeah. lone my lone mayonnaise experience, it's like a notable experience. 
You might recall, of course, the Gamecocks went to and won the Duke's Mayo Bowl, and I said that if South Carolina won the bowl game, I would eat a jar of mayonnaise. Well, I didn't eat the whole jar, but I made a video after the fact of me eating like three or four spoonfuls. And let's just say 30 minutes later, me in the toilet had a date. I'll just put it that way. Was not uh, a good time. Was not a good time. But you no. know what? For the clip and for the content, it was worth it. So either way. Um, by the way, by the way, Chris, uh, <laughs> how many states the last 10 years, okay, uh, how many states have had more players drafted in South Carolina the last 10 years? Out of 50 states, where does South Carolina rank players drafted the last 10 years? And this includes, like, all the schools in the state, right? We're not talking about the University of South Carolina. This is just South Carolina No, no, no. This is, like, players born in the state. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So, like, you're from South Carolina. Okay, so that means, yeah, no matter what school. You could just just players born South Carolina. I mean, you could have played at – you could have played at Virginia. Right, But because you're born in South Carolina, you're from – players from the states drafted. I'll think? say the Gamecock, or excuse me, not the Gamecocks, the state of South Carolina, I'll say seventh. Fourteenth. Okay. Fourteenth out of 50 states, fourteenth. So, the state of South Carolina, players from South Carolina, in other words, they went to the high school here, Chris. Right. Um, they have more players drafted than Oregon, Washington, Nevada, Arizona, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Michigan, Wisconsin, New York, and Tennessee. Okay? Who's number one? Florida, of course. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Who's number two? The the top three is always the same. You know the top three. three? Florida, Texas, Cali, I'd imagine. Florida, Texas, Cali. Exactly. One, two, three. Where's Georgia? Where's Georgia? Who's number four? Georgia? Who's number four? Georgia. Okay. George's number four. Dude, dude, Atlanta Ohio. alone has probably had as many drafted as, as like the state of South Carolina. It's Followed insane. by Ohio, Louisiana, Alabama, yeah. North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Maryland, New Jersey, and Illinois because of Chicago. Before you get to uh, before you get to South Carolina. Now, where the state wants to get, and this is something that's working beautifully for Beamer right now. He put a wall. He's building a pipeline from D.C. to Columbia. He's building a wall around South Carolina that even Dabo can't penetrate now. This state, Chris, has produced, has underproduced blue chip chip talent over the years, four and five star guys. This state averages about three to four players a year that are four or five stars. This year, there are six, Chris. If that trend continues, Dabo's going to be in trouble. And where South Carolina wants to get to and this is where the Gamecocks really make hay, right? Like what we said when Beamer was hired, Chris, was, man, Muschamp couldn't even really recruit regionally that well. Dabo is recruiting nationally. Beamer's got to be able to recruit locally and regionally, and he's doing that. The next step for Beamer is to recruit nationally. Can you get the five-star out of Cali, right? That's maybe a few years away still, but he's doing very, very well regionally. Where – where South Carolina as a state wants to get to, and with, with the inroads and the relationships Beamer is building, it's going to help them and then some. They want to get to where Ohio, Louisiana, Alabama, North Carolina are, Chris, in terms of talent production, right? In terms of guys that can be drafted. You know, South Carolina has more people in it than Alabama. 
South Carolina has a greater population than Louisiana. Why are those states producing more blue chip talent, more NFL talent than South Carolina? You tell me. I don't know what the answer is. We have more people here. They have more blue chip players. I don't know what the answer to that is. But when you can get to Louisiana's 103 players drafted the last 10 years, Alabama's 95 players drafted the last 10 years, that's when you're really going to see, I think, the Gamecocks truly pop. Right now, that number is 59 drafted in the last 10 years for South Carolina. 59, 95 for Alabama, 103 for Louisiana. The Palmetto State has more residents yeah. than either of those two states. It's time that the blue chip talent start representing that. And I mean, you know? some of that, some of that, I mean, a lot of that's out of Beamer and Dabo's control, though, right? I mean, it goes back to like high school coaching and development and like what they're doing at the high school level, which I mean, maybe those, you know, Beamer and Dabo could have some influence like when they're talking to the coaches and like, well, you know, I'm they, sure. They like have you're... a lot of influence, Chris. Here's what you don't right. realize. The South Carolina High School League mm-hmm. is screwing the kids in this state. See, I'm not familiar. I'm not totally okay. familiar with it all. So I'll yeah. give you an example. Why are Clemson's quarterbacks coming out of Georgia? Because in that state, the coaches can work with the prospects year-round. And here, in this state, that you cannot. That is an archaic South Carolina High School League rule. When you heard the stat of Deshaun Watson, um, you know, doing a high school camp when he was in eighth grade and going 21 for 25 against the varsity as an eighth grader, Chris, it was because he was getting year round quarterback training and tutelage. Eighth graders don't normally do that. Well, in this state, eighth graders are eighth graders. And it's because the South Carolina High School League doesn't allow them to do that. So what does Dabo do? Dabo goes to other states to get his quarterbacks, right? And it's not good for the kids. You know, Chris, in baseball, there's traveling baseball. In softball, there's traveling softball. There's no rules that limit when you can train and who you can train with. And, and in this state, there are. And it's archaic. And it hurts the blue chip production in the state. And it sucks. And believe you me, I've tried to have the South Carolina High School League on the show. They won't come on. They won't come on. They don't want this smoke, Chris. They don't want this smoke because I want to see this state produce talents on par with what I know it can do. You know, Mississippi is far out producing our state in terms of blue chip talent. We have we have we have a greater population than they do. More people here than they do. No excuse for it. Uh, Chris, do you like, by the way, the way I'm dancing around this whole Florida and South Carolina baseball series over the weekend? You know, <laughs> I'm going to get there. No, no, I'm going to get there. We're whenever, gonna circle... you try to, whenever you try to get to that. Oh, got, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. I've, it's got fine. All this, I've got all this great content for you, Chris, right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're dodging the baseball series like Anthony Richardson dodged tacklers back in the 2022 yeah. season. On the, on the note, though, Mark, I want to put you on the spot just a little bit, and I think it's a fun combo to have. On the note of the NFL draft, not this year's, though, not tomorrow, next year's. But you look at this year's, all the quarterbacks, right? Hinden Hooker, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. The list goes on and on. The SEC quarterback specifically, though, Spencer Rattler is going to be one of those guys next year. I'll put you on the spot. Do you think he's a first round of the game? Koch, by the way, let me give you some, some insight. They have not had a quarterback drafted, not the first round, not second, drafted, period, selected in the NFL draft since – the 1990 NFL draft, when Todd Ellis was picked, it has been a very long time. I think it's safe to say he'll be drafted, barring a, a disaster of a season. But 
Is Spencer Rattler a first-rounder after the 2023 campaign? This guy was once thought of as maybe the number one overall pick. Does he work his way to be a first-rounder next year? Chris, it's interesting. And here's how I'll answer that question. In terms of the NBA draft, oftentimes they don't truly value what you did at the college level, right? Uh, For example, G.G. Jackson honestly didn't do a lot this year, right? In terms of production, Chris. Like, the numbers were not eye-popping. He'll be a top 15 pick in the draft. He'll probably be a lottery pick in the draft. Um, The college production, or lack thereof, doesn't matter as much. The NFL, I think, goes way the other way. And all that matters is your college production to a degree. And so that's what I think makes this year so exciting if you're a Gamecock fan, is it's like, you know, Spencer Rattler is Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. You have no idea what you're going to get, right? Are you going to get the Spencer Rattler that clicked the last few games? Are you going to get the Spencer Rattler that looked lost the first nine, right? Um, He's having to learn another offense again. Is the Gamecock season going to go down the toilet before it finally clicks, right? Or is he going to hit the ground running? And are they going to make a statement against North Carolina in the opener? Like 38 to 17 Gamecocks over North Carolina wasn't even close, wasn't even competitive. Is the line on that game still Carolina by one, North Carolina by one, or like a pick 'em? It's UNC still, it's still one and a half, close, right? So, so my my to answer your question, Chris, in a very roundabout way. Um, is that I think a first-round selection is within the realm of possibility, but it entirely depends upon the stats he puts up this year and South Carolina's record this year. You know, Chris, I did a statistical comparison this year of the top four guys in this year's draft, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. All four guys went one and three and their three biggest games, and their four biggest games of their college careers. All four guys went one and three. C.J. Stroud was the best statistically in the four biggest games that they played. Bryce Young was okay. And Bryce Young's four biggest games completed 59.5%, seven touchdowns, four picks. That's okay. You know, it's not great. It's okay. So, you know, I'll turn it around on you, Chris. I mean, I, I think Rattler's going to have a good enough year to be a day one or day two pick, which would mean first, second, or third round. If he has an elite year where he's talked about a Heisman finalist, he could he could make his way all the way to, to a first round pick. But, um, you know, I think more likely he'll be a day two pick. I think he's going to perform well enough that he's not going to have to worry about being fourth, fifth, or sixth round. I think day two pick is fair. I, I, I think maybe saying he's going to be a first rounder would be a little bit overzealous. And uh, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, the type of numbers he'd have to put up. I mean, we'd love to see it because I think the type of numbers he'd have to put up to be a first rounder. I mean, South Carolina's a nine plus win team. Like really, truly, if he plays that well from start to finish. And I agree with you. I think there's at this point, there's maybe a a little bit too many question marks, especially with the offensive line and a new offensive system to say he's going to throw for 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. Like I, I just don't – I don't think you can go there quite yet. Especially, Mark, I'll be totally honest with you, am I a little bit jaded? Because last year we built up all this hype and excitement for the offense and Rattler, and it was a disaster. I may be admittedly going into this year with a little bit more conservative expectations for what the offense is going to look like. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there and say that. I'm not locking any predictions. My mind can change when I lock everything in in July 
but I'm not going to get burned again <laughs> like I did last year. I can go and just say that to you on the offensive side. Uh, Mark, finally. Again, we're circling back to baseball, man. South Carolina, I will say hey, I'm on board. What about this amazing draft yeah, that I right, had over right, here? Right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you now, by the way, which, you know, I think it's tough to, to say that, you know, I think most would label a super regional season a great season, but with the team you have right now, it's got to feel like Omaha or bust because this is the best team in college baseball right now which, unfortunately, it's not about being the best right now. It's about being the best down the road when it matters. But South Carolina makes a huge statement. I, I mean, the way they just manhandled Florida. And so I think, I think Mark, honestly, Florida's a good team. Like, I, I could see Florida being an Omaha team. I really could. But the Gamecocks just had their way. I think it was proven this past weekend more than anything that Founders Park is going to be a hellacious place to play for any opponent. Uh, I'm not sure how much of the baseball you watched, but your overall thoughts, how does it feel? Kevin O'Sullivan can't win at Founders Park for some reason. Uh, yeah, and the Gamecocks are good. Hey, breaking news, Gamecocks are good. Very now, how good. How much of that environment at Founders Park is due to the spicy margaritas? How, how much? That, how much? Bush Lattes, Fireball, I don't know what it is. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> look, I think man, it's, it's look, a little bit a little bit induced. Look, Chris, allow me to, allow me to make myself clear. That's my best, uh, that's my best Stephen A. impression, okay? Okay. Um, if the Gamecocks don't make Omaha, the season's a failure. The season's a failure, okay? Don't give me this, any year you make a Super Regional is a good year. Not with that team, okay? Not with that team. That is a College World Series team, right? Look, Clemson football has elevated itself to the status where any year they don't make the playoff, it's not a success. They've elevated their standards, they say best is the standard. This year, best is the standard for the Gamecocks. And if you do make the College Baseball World Series and, you know, you get a couple, you know, unfortunate else, you still made the College Baseball World Series. Only seven other teams do. That's a successful year. But, Chris, to not make the College Baseball World Series with that outfit, with that roster, that you can't tell me that's a successful season. Now, as for my Gators, my orange and blue, um, you guys beat us like we stole something, man. Seriously. 25 to 10. The, 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 the cheeks are still sore on the backside from that one, Chris. 25 to 10, the Gators were outscored. And I felt like Florida was playing in that series. The team that would win the national championship if they played the College Baseball World Series in a home park. Okay, so like if you played the national championship series at Founders Park, if you played the whole college baseball World Series at Founders Park, the Gamecocks are your national champion. How do they bottle that? How do they take that on the road? How do they bring the hostile atmosphere that the Gamecock fans so beautifully created with them uh, for a future series? And furthermore, to, to widen the lens a little bit, you and I discussed this, Chris. How do we take college baseball from being a niche sports to more of a mainstream sports? When, when I was a kid, the World Series television ratings were on par with the Super Bowl. Okay? Then, they, now, the Super Bowl ratings are 42. The World Series ratings are 8. Okay? About 10 years ago, the NBA also passed baseball. But you can argue 
that, hey, what's more popular in the U.S., baseball or basketball? It's kind of six in one, half dozen in the other. So why then are the final four ratings an 11 and the College Baseball World Series ratings a one? Why then, Chris, do I scroll on my timeline and everybody's talking about Chris Beach and then I go to his Twitter page and he has 500 followers despite the fact that he tweets often? By comparison, guys, like I've got about 8,000 followers. I think Shane Beamer told you that. Um, but, um, but I've got about 8,000 followers. Um, and wh- why does Chris Beach, if everybody's watching him, why does he only have 500 followers? It, it, like, how do we grow this thing to be more than just a tiny, niche, local following? You know, I think one of the reasons, Mark, think about it, recruiting. What makes college football so big? Part of it's recruiting and following the journey of recruits. Is college baseball recruiting even a thing? I mean, no. is there any ever breaking news when a recruit picks a school? I mean, for a, from the baseball side? So I think that's part of it, right? Like, like the brands and the names of these players, these individual players are established so early. Like, Nicholas Harbor hasn't stepped a foot on campus yet, you know? And he already had so many fan bases following him. And then, of course, he chooses the Gamecocks. And all the fans jump on. Like, he's been a name for years. You know what I mean? And also, you know, well, I was going to say the expansive rosters of a, of a college baseball roster. That wouldn't make any sense because there's more football players on a football roster. So, yeah, I think the recruiting side. Like, you don't have stars in baseball. Like, it's it's just – I think that's a big aspect of it, honestly. Of why individual players don't get more hype and hoopla on social media. I just – you know what I mean? Like, there's – They also have, yeah. like, fractionated scholarships. Yeah. You can get a quarter of a scholarship or an eighth of a scholarship and all that stuff. But – you know, Chris Beach, Ethan, Petrie, these are big-time players, mm-hmm. you know? The whole baseball team has one player that has a 1,000 followers. I don't get that, you know? I don't get that, which tells me that the audience, that the fan base is small, okay? The fan base is loud and boisterous, mm-hmm. but it's very, very small, okay? Um, and, you know... It doesn't make sense to me. You know, I, I, I think it's being poorly marketed. You know, the sport is being poorly marketed. And I'd like to see it elevate in, in stature. You know, it's to the point, Chris, where the college softball World Series is doing better numbers than the college baseball World Series, right? So I think the sport is being poorly marketed. And it's a shame because there's some really exciting stuff going on. All you got to do is walk down to Founders Park and see it for yourself. Gamecocks. Congratulations on the win. Okay. Um, it has been at least a month since I've had a spanking that good. Okay. At least a month. Okay. Since I've had a spanking that good. So, uh, so I, uh, I, I want to give you guys all the congratulations in the world. Thanks for whipping our tails, man. I really do appreciate it. Mark, you're the man. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate you. I think Gamecock fans will take great joy in that. But uh, no, seriously, I'm, I'm sure that South Carolina will. I wouldn't be surprised if they saw each other down the road. Hoover's just around the corner. And then, of course, we'll get in the postseason college world series, all that good stuff. But Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate, three to seven every single day. Mark, enjoy the NFL draft. I know you'll be following it very, very closely. And we will as well, my friend. I appreciate you. You guys do the same. Lynn, Travis, John, Justin, Rick, Madison, James, all you guys, Brewing Barbecue. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Take care. Mark, be good, man. Appreciate you. Thanks so much.
Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate. Always a pleasure chatting with Mark. It's some really great stuff. And again, Gamecock Nation will enjoy that clip of Mark eating crow, if you will, after the big series victory. Guys, that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our first break of the day. On the other side, I want to open it up for you, all of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Kicking the questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Wednesday for the 26-23. I want to hear from you. Thank you so much to Mark Ryan for taking the time to chat, but I do want to hear from you on this Wednesday. And again, guys, the last TDC until next Friday, over a week off because we will be out of town on vacation. So, uh, again, just uh, just want to throw that out there, guys. Last one for over a week. So, get your thoughts out there today. Madison, how does South Carolina become a leader in the recruiting market for baseball? Do fans need to step up and start following players? Is it on the University of Changes tactics? Chris, you make a great point about baseball players not having stars beside their names. I mean, Madison, I, I think South Carolina recruits at a very high level in baseball. And I don't know that they need to change up a whole lot. You know what I mean? I, I think – Winning, I think this year is going to help a lot. You know, showing players that Gamecocks baseball is back on the up and up. I mean, listen, man, this is a program that sells itself. Founders Park sells itself. The tradition sells itself. I, I don't see them having any issues in recruiting. So, uh, Guys, Mark Kingston updating injuries on inside the Gamecocks. He says, quote, we will be in better shape than we were this past weekend. How much better? Still too early to say. Lee Croy is coming along slowly. I think Cassis will be available. McGillis is still not ready to play, but we are getting closer. Noah Hall will not pitch this weekend. We are hoping maybe we can get two of those four for this weekend. You may just see one of the four this weekend. Just keep hoping. So, interesting stuff. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from... Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing good. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, man. What's up? Okay. Like you just said, right? Founder Park, Founders Park sells itself. In my opinion, and I don't want to try, I'm going to try my best not to sound biased, okay? But it's probably going to sound biased, but I really don't care. Founders Park is one of the best parks in the country, okay? It's the only college baseball stadium I've been to outside of uh, Sarge Fry. And in my opinion, it is one of, if not the best facility for baseball out there. And with the way this team has been playing this year, I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Kingston talked some really good recruits into coming to play baseball at, 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 in Columbia. Founders Park is one of the best indeed, my friend. That's not a hot take or a bold take or a biased take at all. It's just the right take, so... It's an incredible ballpark and an incredible venue to watch baseball. And, uh, yeah, man, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it in the postseason as well, man. It's always a blast. 
And one nightmare that I have about about Sarge Fry is the one and only game I went to. We were playing Tennessee, and they beat us like like nineteen to like three, I think was the final score. Hmm. And they beat they so they beat us pretty bad. So that that kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. But then whenever the new the new stadium was built, I went to a, almost all the home Friday night games in 2010 and it was an electric atmosphere every time I went in there and Thunders Park has not disappointed me yet so far. Mm-hmm. Robbie, you dropping your prediction today? It's your last chance to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I got my prediction for it for the weekend. What you, what you thinking? What you got? Uh, who do we play again? I'm having a brain fart. The Auburn Tigers. Okay, so we're playing the Auburn Tigers or the Auburn War Eagles or whatever the heck they're calling themselves these days. Okay, I got us. Go, I got us taking. I got us. I, for some reason, I want to pick us to get the sweep, but I don't really know how good Auburn is. Okay, I don't know what the record is. I really don't care. But I'm not gonna pick us to get the sweep. Because, like you always say, baseball is a funny game and you mm-hmm. just never know. Okay. So, I definitely think we're going to take two out of three. If we wind up getting the sweep, it'll be icing on the cake if we somehow get the sweep. But I got us winning Friday 7-3, to three, winning Saturday 6-3. to three. And then Sunday, losing three to two. Okay, so winning two of three, losing Sunday three to two. Okay, good pick. Mm -hmm. Good pick, Robbie. Good pick. And I wanted, I for some for some reason, I really wanted to. I, I thought about this last night. I, I really wanted to pick us to sweep because of how well we played last weekend. But I was like, I just can't do it because, like I like 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 I said, baseball's a funny game, and and you just never know, and you still got to go out there and play the game. And I, yeah, I yeah, I mean, you, think, hey, you're right, you're right. Think. You never know. You know, it's it's a crazy and the fielding, game. And the and the and also the fielding hasn't been too great. Okay, the field, our 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 infield hasn't been playing too great, but if our infield plays the way that we know they can play, I wouldn't be shocked if we did get this week. Be in the right position and the infield's got to have the pitchers back. Cuz if we play if our infield plays the way they played the last couple of weeks, we could lose this series very easily. Indeed. Should be a lot of fun, Robbie. Should be a lot of fun oh. for sure. Two of three. I like the pick. Lock it in. Robbie Davis. Hey, man, it's going to be a long week without hearing from you, my guy, but I'm excited to get back and we'll chat soon. For sure. And say, hey, be, 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 uh, don't do nothing too crazy on the cruise, okay? Leave the craziness to me. I'll leave it to you, my guy. I'll leave it to you. You're the man, Robbie Davis. We <laughs> always enjoy hearing from you. I appreciate you. You too, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. He locks in two of three. 
Uh, just a goat quote right here from uh, goat quote from a CJ Stroud. He had a low S two score or something. He said, "I'm not a test taker. <laughs> I play football. I love that, bro. That quote's gonna get used by everybody. He, I'm I'm not a test taker. I play football." Um, guys, D1 Baseball has dropped their field of 64 projections. The Gamecocks are projected as the third overall seed in their regional. They are projecting the Campbell Camels, NC State, and Army. Campbell would be a really tough draw. That's a good ball club. So that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun for sure. Um, and those, those projections are out from D1Baseball.com. Again, guys, 843-790-337. Timothy Rachel says, hey, Chris, my son plays football for Liberty Middle School, and he's a big fan of yours. Wants to know when you'll be around the Greenville area. Again, Rachel, I live in Greenville. I live in Greenville. So tell your son I said what's up, and I appreciate the love. I appreciate uh, the love for sure. Um, Ethan says, Ethan Petrie's NIL evaluation is around 17,000 right now, according to on 3 That's crazy, right? Like, maybe the best player in all of college baseball, $17,000. It, it's, dude, it just... Um, you know, it just doesn't move the needle like football. I mean, it goes without saying, but uh, it just is what it is, man. It just is what it is. So, let's see. Transfer portal is active today. A lot of guys hitting the portal. How about 51 players from Colorado? 51 players from Colorado hit the portal. Crazy, dude. Just crazy. South Carolina had one hit the portal today. Demetrius Watson in the transfer portal. I'm really surprised. I know we had JC on yesterday. I'm, I'm still surprised the Gamecocks haven't picked up anybody. That, that to me, is a little bit, uh, little, little bit surprising. I'm sure it'll happen at some point, but uh, a little bit surprising for sure. Let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I respect Robbie Davis, by the way, calling in, making predictions, and having no clue who we're playing. Having no idea who we are playing. I mean, you really just got to respect the passion. You got to respect the passion. Uh, Let's see. Blind confidence. Yeah, DGD, I hear you. I hear you, man. DGD, hey, great conversation with your guy Aaron Murray drops tomorrow. Great combo. I know some Gamecock fans will scoff and be like, Georgia quarterback. But if you did not know, Aaron Murray does great work with the players. Tribune, he's the president of that. He also does work for SEC Network, ESPN. So we talk SEC football, South kind of football, a, a really, really fun conversation. A really fun conversation. Um, again, he is high on the Gamecocks. He is high on the Gamecocks, so. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Madison, the show will not return. So the podcast will drop next week, Monday, Thursday. TDC will not return until next Friday, which will be, what, May the May the 5th? May the 5th, yes. Cinco de Mayo. So we will return on Cinco de Mayo. We'll return on Cinco de Mayo. My guy commenting on the the transfer portal statements. With that being said, 
<laughs> Isn't that funny? You, you always see these transfer portal statements where it's like, I love, I love the school. I love the coaches. I love my teammates. I love this. I love that. With that being said, so just scratch everything I just said. I'm getting the hell out of here. See you later. Ellis Robinson. Hey, man, heard you on WFNZ the other morning on the Mac and Bone Show. Nice interview. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Had a lot of fun with the guys on Mac and Bone. Had a lot of fun with the Mac and Bone guys. So I um, appreciate them having me on. You know, they told me you're part of the family now, so we'll get you back on. So I, I'm excited for that. It's a, And Ellis Robinson, I, I appreciate you tuning in. You know, it was really, for me, I'm sure you heard this in the beginning, it was truly a life comes full circle thing. Because, you know, I, I, I started the business in Charlotte, right? January 2017. I lived in Charlotte from August of 15 to May of 19. So I started the business in Charlotte. And, you know, I would listen to that, you know, WFNZ. I would listen to Mac and Bone, right, when I was driving to my corporate job in Charlotte, North Carolina, before I ever even made my first piece of content for the Gamecocks or anything like that. And um, to go on that radio station and go on that show as a guest, it was cool. It, it was it was really cool, man. It's not something I take for granted, like, oh, you know, I should be getting asked to go on radio, like, it was a cool thing and an opportunity that I'm grateful for. And I, and I look forward to hopefully going back on soon. It just, it's, that was really neat, man. I mean, that, that just really neat. It's wild. It's wild. So I appreciate you tuning into it. And again, I appreciate the guys, Mac and Bone, having me on. Uh, guys, with that being said, speaking of content, by the way, I, I teased this right before Mark Ryan jumped on the show. But uh, today we dropped an article. And I know I don't drop a ton of written content most everything I do is video or audio or what have you. But every now and then, I'll get the urge to write an article. The one we dropped today, it's titled, Welcome to the Offseason, Where Hope Springs Eternal, right? I, I hope that's the title. I'm sitting here, I don't even know the title of my own. Yeah, Welcome to the Offseason, Where Hope Springs Eternal. And this is probably, I, I would be willing to say, this is my favorite piece of written content that I've ever produced, right? Because we get to this time of year, even with baseball going on, it is the off season for football. The thing we love the most, the thing that we all love so dearly, right? It's the off season. And I know a lot of people say, I, I just can't wait for the season to get here, man. I, the, the next 129 days, I can't go by fast enough. But the purpose of this article is to highlight the things that make the offseason special. Because there are things. The offseason's a time, as I mentioned in the article, not to be rushed, but to be enjoyed, right? You know, too often, and this is goes so far beyond sports, right? Like one of the one of the people struggle to live at times in the present moment, right? That's why you see people, the anticipation and the hype leading to like, let's say, the vacation, it's actually a greater high than the vacation itself. Because you stay constantly just looking towards the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. You miss the beauty of the present moment. You know what I mean? So people tend to do that when it comes to the offseason. They spend so much time looking ahead, looking ahead, looking ahead. Like, you miss the beauty of the here and now. And so I talk about that in that article and what makes the offseason special and the, and the dreams of a season to come. And it's right. It's the hope. It's the optimism. It's the excitement. You know, being in the summer, having those daydreams of a Pat Williams-Brice and, and game day and all that and, um, you know, interesting little side note about that, guys, an interesting context to that article. If you haven't taken a chance to read it again, it, 
It's a very it's a shorter article. Won't take you very long. It's special to me for this reason as well. I actually wrote this article April of 2014, all the way back. April of 2014, I wrote that article. And I was sitting there at the golf course. I was caddying at this time, working in golf, right? Just trying to figure out life. Didn't have, didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue, right? I was, I was lost. I was just lost. I was 23 years old. I was lost. Just didn't know what I was going to do in life. But I knew I, I loved sports and I loved creating content to some degree. And I was sitting at the golf course and I wrote that article on my phone because I was just so excited and I was so fired up for football. So fired up for football, right? Coming off the 2013 season, right? It was the, you know, it was the offseason going into 2014, right? Gamecocks have won 11 games three years in a row. I mean, you guys remember, right? The hype, the buzz, the energy. I mean, it was nuts. It was just flat out nuts. So, my favorite piece of written content ever. Like I said, guys, I highly re- recommend you check it out and uh, let me know what you think. So, anyways, guys, that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. here on this Wednesday. Guys, let me also say this. Uh, Wasn't sure I was going to do this, but posted the clip yesterday because I had been getting some questions and I just believe in transparency and and, and keeping it 100 of my audience, obviously. You know, I I posted the clip late last night about uh, business and life and, you know, why I have not been going to games this season. And, you know, I I don't think it's that hot of a topic. It's not something we're going to continue to talk about. But uh, I just want to say thank you to you guys. Truly, the outpouring of of love and support that people were expressing on that video and, and just commenting so much they love the content and love everything we're doing. I just want to say thank you so much. It, it, it's cool. And it's honestly, guys, it's nice to see because normally social media is an incubator of, of madness and negativity and jealousy and envy and hatred. And so when when there is positivity that shines through, it's nice. It, it's it's a good feeling. So I just want to say thank you all so much for the love, and it means the world. We're going to keep rocking and rolling and, rolling and growing and evolving and doing our damn thing. So uh, anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. I posed the question, guys, on social media. The dreaded letdown game seems to come with each Gamecocks football season. We've felt the agony time and time again. What's the most likely, quote-unquote, letdown game on South Carolina's schedule this fall? I got Mississippi State, at Missouri, Florida, and then other. I tell you, I probably should not even put Mizzou. I shouldn't have. Because there's a good chance you're an underdog in the game. How can you call it a letdown game if you're not supposed to win? But I did put Mizzou because I think that's one that everyone expects to win. So... Uh, Missouri running away with it, 68% of the votes, 586 votes in, 68% of the votes. Uh, maybe Beamer can break that mold. Listen, maybe Beamer can break that mold. Maybe Beamer can, um, you know, change that. Maybe so. Maybe maybe the letdown game.
Maybe that maybe the letdown game will no longer become a but become a thing. I just got a text from a buddy of mine. Uh, Connor Shaw is at Palmetto Golf Club today in Aiken, South Carolina, playing golf. How about that? Enjoy the day, Connor Shaw. Kevin Kisner also on hand as well. So good stuff. Good stuff. Let's see. Again, guys, really excited for the weekend as the Gamecocks take on the Auburn Tigers. Uh, should be a great opportunity for South Carolina to improve their SEC record, of course. Gamecocks are the number three overall seed in the country in the latest projections. I, I think it's safe to say, guys, barring a major collapse, South Carolina is going to be a top eight national seed. And if you'd have told me that in the preseason or before the season, what have you, what a, I mean, I, I would have called you probably crazy. I would have said that was a little aggressive overhyped, if you will, and sure enough, credit to those guys, the coaches, players, everybody in between. It, it's, it's been a hell of a ride, man, for sure. Again, last TDC, guys, until next Friday. So what do you got? Anything. What do you got? I know it's a slow Wednesday. I know it's been a slow week. I get it. I get it. I know it's been a slow week. No football stuff going on, but still a lot to talk about, of course. Uh, Yes, the Winthrop game is next Wednesday, Madison. I, I will, I'm not going to sit here in front with you and tell you I'm going to be watching the game because I'm not. But I will do my best to keep up with it. I do have Wi-Fi for the room. I do have Wi-Fi for the room. Um, so I did that intentionally so I don't go completely off the grid because, guys, I mean, it's a blessing, too, that, like, I can't just go off the grid for five or six days. I, I just, I, that would be too much. We're already not doing TDC but I'm still going to drop the podcast. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'll be posting quite as much as normal, probably be like four or five posts a day. I'm going to probably try to do it like in the morning, at lunch, afternoon, dinner, and right before I go to bed. You know what I mean? So I'm going to try to not be on my phone, leave the phone in the room. Hopefully there isn't like a ton of breaking news next week. That would be something, right? Like that'd be the week next week where shit just truly hits the fan. But uh no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going completely off the grid. I promise you. I'm probably going to lean on the Big Cock Club Discord a lot to keep me in the loop and let me know what the hell's going on just in case I miss anything. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Making content from a cruise ship. Going to be a blast for sure. Um, let's see. What are we thinking? No Gamecocks, right? No Gamecocks selected in the first round, correct? I would imagine there will be no Gamecocks selected in the first round. Bruin Nation says, is the Chase guy on Twitter the same Chase guy on here? No, absolutely not. Paul McKeever, I think the letdown game is no more. Neither side wanted to lose in the spring game. I think this bunch is way more competitive than teams of the past, just my opinion. Paul, I just don't know how you measure that. I I, <laughs> I hear what you're saying, my guy, and I, and I know, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know how you measure. Is this team more, com Paul, is this team more competitive than last year's? I mean, I don't know how you'd even measure that, my guy. I just, I don't know. Graham Holden, Chris, can you inform me on how postseason tickets work? That is something you got to go through the school for. I have no idea. I, Graham, I, I, I genuinely have, I have just no clue for you, my guy. That's, that's something I, the University of South Carolina will know a lot more than I will. That is for sure. They're going to know a lot more than I will. So, Colorado quarterback Drew Carter has entered the transfer portal. My God. I mean, they are literally losing their entire team. Literally everybody on Colorado is going into the portal. Everybody. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. 
Guys, in case you missed it, uh, Demetrius Watson, Gamecocks defensive lineman, is a Gamecock no more. He has entered the transfer portal. Uh, the local kid from Fort Dorchester High School. So, so it begins. We'll see if anybody else, if anybody else enters the portal. But uh, yes, it is no more for Demetrius Watson. Graham Holden, when you went in 2021, did you get them off Ticketmaster. Um. I don't think so because I was a season ticket holder, Graham. I was a season ticket holder. So I think I got them through the school. Ticketmaster is going to be a great place to get them. But uh, yeah, so. But Thomas, speaking of tickets, does anybody have any they are trying to sell for this, sat or the, excuse me, the Saturday Tennessee game? Buck Thomas. The best thing I'll say is this, guys. If you're trying to find tickets or sell tickets especially, Put it out on social media and tag me, and I will retweet it. I will share it. That'll get it out to the masses. Uh, everybody I've helped try to sell tickets, they've gotten rid of them pretty quickly. So, uh, Chris Miller, are you going to Hoover? I haven't decided yet, Chris Miller. That'd be a lot of fun, though. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, I have not made the decision, but that is something we're going to the SEC tournament, something I definitely would love to do, no doubt. Definitely would love to do. Graham Holden, we need to put a portable grandstand in right field if it comes to that. Wouldn't that be something, Graham? I don't think they'll do that, but wouldn't that be something? A portable grandstand. Bruin Nation says, Dion told him to leave. There's a good chance. You, you, you're probably not wrong, my guy. You're probably not wrong. You're probably not wrong. Wow, Gamecocks quarterback Braden Davis dun -dun -dun, has entered the transfer portal. Sources tell 24-7 Sports. That coming from Brad Crawford. There it is. Braden Davis is officially gone. Braden Davis has entered the transfer portal. Breaking news, breaking news. Braden Davis, Gamecocks quarterback, has entered the transfer portal. This is not shocking. This is not surprising. I think this is something we kind of expected, but we just didn't know which quarterback it would be. Braden Davis has entered the portal. Uh, my guy Chase Slayer of Queens says, it's about time somebody jumped. I mean, you hate to see, you don't want to see anybody go. But I think definitely when you looked at, you know, I looked at last year, Tanner Bailey was the guy that was traveling. You know, Braden Davis wasn't even coming along. Then you see what Lenora Sellers did. And I just think, uh, you know, I, I just think you knew at that point, like, the kid doesn't want to be a fifth string. You know what I mean? He, he don't want to be a fifth string. So, you hope that he gets playing time somewhere. Um, you know, it's 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 unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm not totally shocked at all. Uh, there it is. Braden Davis has entered the transfer portal. So, so. Jacob E. says, Sellers is the future. I think there's a good shot. There's a good chance. There's a good chance. So, Madison says, safe travels to Myrtle and get the, those cool-ass shirts in the fans' hands. Thank you, Madison. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. We will have them on, sta on, on sale for sure. We'll have them on hand, no doubt. No doubt. Will Hall says, can't say I'm surprised. Hopefully, he gets playing time somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this doesn't come as a shock. This doesn't come as a shock. Uh, Bruin Nation, according to JC, we actually needed some to enter in order to free up scholarships for Portal Guys. We only had one scholarship before the day Started. I mean, yeah, Bruin Nation. I mean, I'm sure, 
I'm sure that uh, I mean, listen, Beamer's going to be very honest with guys like, hey, you're 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 not going to play. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to play, this is your role in the football team. If you want to play, it's in your best interest to go somewhere else. So, you know, he's going to be honest with them. He's going to be transparent. He's going to keep it a buck. But, uh, you know, and guys, I, I I wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't somebody else hitting the portal, too, from the quarterback room. I mean, you still got a stacked quarterback room. Rattler, Doty, Gauthier, Bailey, Sellers. Um, does one more hit the portal? We'll see. Maybe not. Maybe so. But, uh, yeah, Braden Davis, in case you missed it, Braden Davis officially has entered the transfer portal, Gamecocks quarterback. So, we thought it might come. We thought it might happen. Um, but, yeah, not, 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 really, not really surprising, guys. It's, it's not surprising. So, it's not really surprising at all. Not really surprised. Travi says, is Tanner Bailey next? No, I, I don't think so. I'd be surprised, Travi. I think I'd be surprised. Again, Tanner Bailey traveled last year. Here, here's my hey, here's my conspiracy theory, though. You know who needs a quarterback? The Auburn Tigers. You know where Tanner Bailey's from? Alabama. Now, they'd probably go after somebody a little bit more proven, but uh, I'm just saying. But no, I I, I don't know. I, I you know it's tough to say, Travi, who would be next? Is is Tanner Bailey going to go? I, I, you know, I have no clue. But again, I I wouldn't blame him. I don't blame Braden Davis. I mean, these guys want to play. They put in all this hard work. They want to play. So you know, it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't shock me. <clears throat> it doesn't shock me at all. So it does not shock me at all. People commenting saying it just means that Lenoris Sellers is him. I hope he is. I hope he is him. I, I really do. Travis is maybe Gauthier. I, I I don't think Gauthier Travis going anywhere. I, I think I think Gauthier is cool with with wearing a jersey and drinking beers and hanging out with chicks and being a gamecock. I think he's fine with that, my guy. <laughs> and you know what? More power to him, my guy. More power to him. He's the Alex. Colton Gothier is the Alex Moran of South Carolina football. That's it. If you don't know who Alex Moran is, go watch Blue Mountain State. Colton Gothier is the Alex Moran of South Carolina football. Just enjoys being the backup, partying, having a good time. And I'm not, guys, I'm obviously joking. This is a joke. I feel like you have to say that because how dare you speak on what he does and what he does. It's a joke. It's a joke. But, uh, no, I, I think Gauthier is going to stay. I, I don't think Gauthier is going anywhere. Be, it would shock me if at this point he's finally like, hey, now I'll enter the portal. So, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, guys, big news. Braden Davis. Braden Davis has entered the portal. So, Madison, the portal close date is the end of this month, April 30th. So, four days from today. Four days from today, April 30th. That is when it closes, Madison. So, um, I would expect to continue to see action from all over the place in the portal. That being said, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into one final break also so I can get this uh, this Braden Davis news out there on social media. Going to go ahead and get this out there. Guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Let's jump into one final break. Uh, taking more of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side, you're tuned in to the Daily Crow. 
All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. That's 843-7377 here on this Wednesday. We're just testing, making sure we had the phone lines hooked up again. We got the news out there. Braden Davis has officially hit the transfer portal, which, again, is not shocking news. I mean, a guy that just flat out wasn't going to play. Uh, so, again, he's on to greener pastures or just a better situation for him. And that is now two players on the day, which it's ironic because we just had J.C. Sherbert on yesterday, and he was talking about, you know, the atmosphere and the environment so good, nobody wants to leave. And then less than or about 24 hours later, two guys at the portals. I mean, it is what it is. You just never know. I mean, you just flat out never know. Um, you just flat out never know. So, anyways, guys, want to continue to hear from you. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean overall? Again, uh, Braden Davis in the portal. Um, what does it mean? Let's see. David Garrick, my guy Dave, says, I thought Gauthier would have been the first to bolt. Well, you know this at this point, Dave. Again, I, I don't think Gauthier, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I think Gauthier is a guy that's that's cool with playing his role. Let's put it that way. Tyreek Lowry says, would you guess that Sellers is the third quarterback on the roster behind Spencer and Doty? I mean, dude, Tyreek, I, I said this after the spring game, and I don't know if our guy Brian Lattimore is going to chime in or not, if he's tuning or not. I hope that he is. I've I've been, and, and it's kind of ironic, right? I'm going to Myrtle Beach tomorrow so we can have this conversation. I know those, those folks in Myrtle, they love – they love Luke Doty, right? They love him. I mean, I had people last year, Myrtle Beach folks, chirping me, Luke Doty should be the starting quarterback over Rattler. Like, I had people literally getting in my face about it. Arkansas watch party. If you were there, you were there. Some belligerent drunk lady, I don't know who it was, telling me I was crazy for not giving Luke Doty a chance. They love Luke Doty. And I like Luke Doty, too. And I know it's a spring game, and it doesn't matter. And I've already said my piece on this. But if you're asking me today who I would put at QB2, dude, Luke Doty hadn't gotten any better since what I saw two years ago. Give me the upside of the young freshman. I'd rather give him the QB2 reps. Because guess what? It don't matter if you're QB2 or QB3. He ain't going to play. QB2 ain't going to play. Nobody's playing except Spencer Rattler. I'd rather give Lenora Sellers the reps. Flat out. Flat out in the story. Now, now, I don't even want to mention the I word, but if something happened where someone besides Spencer Rattler had to start all 12 games this season, I may go Luke Doty simply because of experience, but, but, I'm cycling Sellers in. I'm, I'm, I'm putting Sellers in to get him ready to go to, to, I think he's, he's got more talent than Luke Doty. I think he's got more upside than Luke Doty. I think he's got a higher ceiling than Luke Doty. Bro, it ain't it ain't it ain't personal. It's just ball. Flat out. So I know that it is a spring game, but God, Luke Doty looked terrible. He looked terrible. He looked terrible. So I don't know, man. The good news is again, QB2, it don't matter. But Luke Doty will probably never start another game here unless it's this year and it's by emergency. 
Because I think by next year, Lenora, it's, it's Lenora Seller season, basically. It's Lenora Seller season. Anyways. Anyways. Brian Lattimore, number one Luke Doty fan. That is it. <clears throat> Brian Lattimore, the number one Luke Doty fan. I love how the Transfer Portal channels also become the TDC Questions channel. But to Brandon's point, it should be it should be a moot point, honestly. It should be a moot point. QB2 ain't going to play. I uh, just flat out. Uh, unless maybe against Furman, Jacksonville State, maybe Vandy late. But for the most part... You know, again, I came in the last season, guys, saying, I can't wait to see uh, uh, Braden Davis and Tanner Bailey and those guys play in those games against SC State and Charlotte, and we never saw them. <laughs> we never saw them. We just flat out never saw them. So, you know, I don't know how much the backup is is going to play. I, I don't know that. Um, I don't know that. Brenda says, that, and that Loggins has that common sense, unlike Shatterfield. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, yes. So, again, I, I'm not trying to I, – I, I've been one of Luke Doty's biggest defenders over the last couple of years. I, I really have, but I just – I mean, dude, I know it's a spring game, but good God. Good God, man. But, I don't know. Anyways, QB2, bit of a moot point. It's a fun talking point, though, because it's – it's is it going to play out in the field? Are we even going to see it? Yes, Panic Ritter, Braden Davis is gone. We do know that. Braden Davis is officially in the transfer portal. Officially official. He is in the portal. So. Which, not surprising at all. It's not surprising at all, but uh, it's there. So. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Do you have reactions to the Braden Davis news? Bruin Nation says this, and I wonder how Brian Lattimore feels about this. Doty should be on the field. He's a hell of an athlete. He should go back to wide receiver. <laughs> oh, the pride of Myrtle Beach is going to come down to Florence and whoop your ass, Bruin Nation. They're going to whoop your ass for saying that. Luke Doty's a quarterback, my guy. Or, 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 Mike Boba was right right about Luke Doty. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. And it's no knock on Luke Doty the person. And, I, you know, let's, let's say this, too. I, I, I don't think Luke Doty's a terrible quarterback. I, I, I don't. And if Luke Doty's QB2, guys, I have no problem with it. Like we said, this is the Spencer Rattler show. It, it is. This is the Spencer Rattler show. But looking at next year, when you've got – as we get back into the TDC question channel. Looking at next year, when you've got Luke Doty, Lenora Sellers, Tanner Bailey, and Dante Reno all together. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to say the least. Going to be interesting to say the least. For sure. Frank says he's not a running back by chance by any chance, is he? He is not. He is not.
Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Travis says, Davis has good, or had good size, heard he had a good arm. How could we not develop him? I think Rattler being with us hindered him getting in, not that he didn't have the ability. It was just unfortunate. That's how the cookie crumbled. Well, I mean, Travis, again, it's, it's not like it was Rattler and then just him and he didn't develop. I mean, we just have a crowded room. We just have a crowded room. Um, that's it. I mean, it, it's it's not really even a knock on Braden Davis. We just have a crowded room. So, I mean, if they sat down, Travi, and said, hey, this is where you are on the depth chart. You're QB4. Maybe he was like, okay, I don't want to be QB4. I'm going to go somewhere else. So, I mean, and I, and I tell you this, not every player in recruiting is a hit. I mean, God, we should know that more than anybody. How many four-star quarterbacks have come through here and not panned out? So, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, Dave Garrett sometimes on a player transfer. It's not that they fear comp- competition. They just see the writing on the wall. I mean, it's just, yeah. And I think the coaches, too, guys, with the portal. I mean, I would imagine this. Like, I would imagine coaches, because you couldn't make a long living if you weren't doing this. I mean, they're very transparent, right? They're very transparent. They're very forthcoming about just this is your role. Do with that information what you will. We love having you part of our program. We'd like you to stay, but do what's best for you, right? The last thing you'd want to have is a reputation of being a program where you lie to players just to keep them in town, right? So, I mean, um, yeah. Uh, Let's see, Travis. Yeah, I get it, but he never got in once in two years. Was Braden Davis on the roster for two years? I thought he was last year was his lone season, Travi. Yeah. Yeah. Last year was his lone season, Travi. He did not see any game action. He worked on the scout team. So I mean, Spencer Rattler was your quarterback. That makes sense. He didn't get in. He was QB four, I believe. Maybe QB five behind Gauthier. So no, he didn't get in. That doesn't shock me at all. So you know, it is what it is, man. The portal giveth and the portal taketh. I mean, guys, th- there should be no fan base in the country who loves the portal more than South Carolina fans. Like, when you think about the portal has single-handedly sped up the building process for Shane Beamer by, by at minimum, I'd say two, three years. At minimum. Because normally you don't get a quarterback like a Spencer Rattler. You don't get a receiver like a Juice Wells. You don't get these kind of guys immediately. It takes years. Normally, like, you know, when you didn't have the portal, it, it take by, by, by year four or five, we'll get it going. Not year two. Not year two. The portal's been a huge help. Huge help to Shane Beamer in this program. Travi, Braden Davis joined the squad January of 2022. 2022, my friend. His lone season was last fall. So I don't know if you're, if we're on the same page or not. He was with the program all of the last year, calendar year, and then this spring, and that's it. So people are commenting. This is the seller's effect. The Lenore Sellers effect. 
Paul, Juice was indeed a steal, my friend. I do agree with you. He was, you know, what people thought about him coming out of James Madison, whatever, right? Whatever. Um, the Gamecocks. I mean, a great job. I mean, South Carolina continues to evaluate this, this, this talent at a quote-unquote lower-level school, and guys keep panning out. So, guys keep panning out. We'll see if Mario Anderson can be the latest of that. Guys, we got a couple minutes to go. Again, a quick reminder in case you did not realize. In case you did not realize, uh, no TDC tomorrow and Friday because we will be on the road tomorrow and Friday for our final spring tour stop, Carolina Alehouse, Myrtle Beach. Podcast will drop tomorrow as normal, but no TDC tomorrow or Friday. Also, podcast will drop as normal next week. No TDC, Monday through Thursday. So quite a hiatus. The next time we're on TDC will be Cinco de Mayo. May the 5th, Friday, May the 5th, okay? That'll be the next time we are on TDC rocking and rolling. Also, Gamecocks baseball will play, of course, next Wednesday. We'll not be in town for that. And the next weekend series, Friday through Sunday at Kentucky. So, you guys stay up to, date, up to date with everything going on. I will not be going off the grid, if you will, though. Uh, we'll have Wi-Fi in the room. Paid extra, by the way. I paid extra so I could stay in touch with you all. Just so you know. Paid extra so I could stay in touch, touch with you all. So, I love you guys. Don't, 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 don't ever get it twisted. I love you guys. Don't ever get it twisted. For sure. So. Looking forward to it, guys, tomorrow night, though. Myrtle Beach, a lot of fun. I'll see Brian. Hey, I'll see all I'll see all the Luke Doty Gamecocks. I can't wait to hear from the Myrtle Beach Gamecocks why you think he should be QB1. And I can't wait to tell you why I think he should be QB3. Bring the energy, boys. Bring the energy. No, I'm kidding. I'm just messing with you. Whether it's Doty sellers, hey, we support them, what have you. Uh We'll see. We'll see. I mean, whatever. This is the Spencer Rattler show. This is the Spencer Rattler show. So. Bruin Nation says he's QB4. Oh, God. Bruin Nation, they're, they're going to come at you, my guy. Bruin Nation, don't, don't you dare put that take on Twitter, my guy. Don't you put that on Twitter. They'll get you. Now, guys, listen, it's all in good fun. The beauties and the banter, truly. I really do appreciate it. Hey. A week or so, uh, uh, longer than a week. It's going to be a while before we chat again on TDC. Guys, in the meantime, listen, y'all enjoy yourselves. Take some time off to kick up your feet. Do whatever you like. Um, Appreciate each and every single one of you. It's because of you all, your love and your support, that we're able to take some time to to do whatever, whether it be go golf, go on a cruise, go out of town, whatever it is. Thank you all so much. Genuinely, man, I'm I'm grateful for each and every single one of you. I truly appreciate it. yeah, I truly appreciate it. Paul McKeever, great job. Now I'm going to go get me some Spurs up up here. Hey, do it. TSUS.store. Go check it out. Guys, check out the podcast. It drops tomorrow. Uh, if you missed anything on TDC this week, you can go back and listen on our podcast feed. Drops every single day after the fact. A- I- iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. And again, guys, thank you all so much for the love, for the support. You'll hear from me throughout the cruise. You'll hear from me throughout the vacay. And I uh, can't wait to chat with you guys soon, guys. Thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. And we will talk to you all very soon.